We prepared. Yes. All right, guys. Well, girl, me, you. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Hey, guys. Here's what's coming up. On July 4th, we will be reviewing Fortune's Pawn by Rachel Bach. Rachel Bach is also known as Rachel Aaron, who is one of our favorite authors, and this book is the first of the Paradox Trilogy, which is a sci-fi. Don't forget to check out our Patreon. We have all sorts of cool perks available from our mini-series and monthly episode picking poll to bookmarks and books from our TBRs. Check out all the cool perks at patreon.com slash thebooklifepodcast. We hope you'll consider supporting us if you can, and we're incredibly grateful to all of you for listening. Thank you. Speaking of thank yous, we want to give a huge shout out and thank you to our Patreons, the Pirate Queen, Sam, Megan, and Leah. May all your problems always be fictional. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to the Book Life Podcast with your host, myself, Mo, my best friend, Abby. Today, we are doing a Patreon voted on episode where we're going to compare types of eggs with books and how we paired them. So I don't know what Abby has on her list, and she does not know what I have on my list. So it will be a surprise. Now, for me, I added little notes with how I describe these things and how they relate to me and how I chose my books. So it should be fun. (laughs) And I basically, like, just like when we did this last time with, uh, I forget what the last one was. I think it was cookies. Cookies. Yeah, it was cookies. I went through and I just like described all the different types of eggs to myself. And then I tried to relate that to different books. So Mm -hmm. it should be fun. It should be a wild ride. All right, guys, we're going to do the first half will be five egg types. And the second half will be another five egg types. So here we go. All right, Abby, for my first one, we have scrambled eggs for me. I found this to be a classic level, um, like entry level eggs for kids, especially to kind of get them to start eating eggs. Super easy. Like you give it to your toddler. They can kind of put it in their mouth. You can add cheese to it, add bacon to it, but just a nice like entry level egg dish. Okay. So uh, my theme, by the way, I kind of themed everything. Uh, I'm a little heavy on sci-fi on this list. But I'm on a sci-fi kick this year. Okay. (laughs) So for me, uh, I was like, okay, so what's an entry-level sci-fi novel? When someone asked me what was my favorite gateway sci-fi novel, I was like, okay. All right, well, I'm going to tell them Ready Player One by Ernest Cline. One, it is a very fast-paced book, very easy to read, very fun to read as well. I love the main character in this book. I love all the geeky references. It's a lot like... Is like reading sword art online, essentially. So that whole, you get pulled into a game. Oh no, what do we do? We got to save the world. Woohoo, kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, this is like a perfect classic entry-level sci-fi novel. So that's what I got. How about for you? So for Scrambled, I call them, they're classic, they're basic, everyone likes them. It's an entry point for eggs, basically. Everybody knows what a scrambled egg is. Everybody's probably had a scrambled eggs unless mm-hmm. you're allergic to eggs. And so for me, I went with The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Because for me, 
this is an excellent entry point into fantasy. It's got all your major, like the hero who doesn't want to be a hero. You've got a dragon. You've got an adventure to get a jewel from the dragon. It's like, it's so, it's so utterly classic. And I mean, you've got a wizard, you've got dwarves, you've got elves, you've got the whole spiel of all the classic things you find in fantasy. Mm -hmm. But it's also an easier read. It's not nearly as in-depth as like the Lord of the Rings is. And it's, it's a very good entry point in my mind for fantasy, if you haven't read a lot of fantasy. Now, most people like it. That's why it's a classic. Not everybody likes it, but again, not everybody likes scrambled eggs. So hmm. you can't please everyone. That is true. All right. Well, I mm-hmm. agree with that. I actually thought about The Hobbit for a different book on my list. Oh, yeah? But I like your choice. Yeah. And we'll get there later. All right. So hard-boiled eggs, number two. This is a quick and easy snack. Good protein, easy to eat. Kind of a pain in the butt to make, however, if you're not very good at it. So that being said, my, my, the, my book is not a pain in the butt that I picked, but it is a quick and easy snack. So for me, I would say Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. Quick and easy, fun, creative, great ride. Had mm-hmm. like a total, and I don't want to spoil anything, but you were just like, oh, this is wonderful. I love it. Like it has a great story about friendship, great story about things that happen that I can't tell you about because I almost said something that would have spoiled it, so I won't do that. <laughs> but yeah, I really like this one because it was just, it was an easy, fun, creative, just a great ride. An easy snack, essentially. A great beach read. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, we're not doing spoilers in this episode because nobody likes spoiled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes a rotten egg, you're right. <laughs> Hmm, that is not one I would have picked, but I can see your argument for it. I like mm-hmm. that. Okay, so for hard boiled, I did it's good to have right now or down the road, and it's pretty versatile. And just because, like, you can make a hard boiled egg, you can eat it right that moment, or you can wait a couple days and eat it then. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's a pretty expansive time for an amount of food that you can eat. Like, you can't just wait years to eat food. Um, <laughs> But I chose the Redwall series by Brian Jakes. And I say that because I enjoyed it way back in sixth grade when I first read it. I enjoy it currently today when I'm reading them. And each one is its own separate adventure. They're all, they all have like the same feel to them, but each one of the adventures is very different. And I just really appreciate that about the series. And I think it's very versatile because I, as an adult, can enjoy the series. And I know um, like middle grade readers can enjoy this series. So like it has a very large scope for the people that can enjoy it. I like that. I could definitely agree with that. Hmm. I do like Redwall. So the next one is a fried egg. They are fast, easy, and delicious. So this is my favorite type of egg. I love a fried egg. I love a fried egg, especially with a piece of toast. Mm, Perfection. So obviously for me, I needed to pick a fast and easy book. And so I went and I went ahead and went with The Fire Rose by Mercedes Lackey because it's one of my favorite rereads. And it's really, it's a Beauty and the Beast retelling. It's kind of steampunk, set in the wild, wild west. 
as a nerdy academic main character, falls in love with the mysterious uh, professor type while she's translating books for him. And I don't know. I, I just like, I just, it was just a good, fast, easy reread. And for me, that's important because I can make an egg in about five minutes and eat it. So it's fast, easy, and delicious. Mm-hmm. So is this book. Yeah, I like that. I agree. I Well, I also really like that book. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm, that was a good show. That was a good pick. Mm, I like that one. Thank you. Okay, so for Friday, I have, for those who want no gooey middle, because normally when you're making a fried egg, you want it cooked all the way through. So for this, this one took me a bit. Um, I came up with Some Danger Involved by Will Thomas. It is a murder mystery. It's kind of Sherlock Holmes-esque. It definitely has that vibe, but the guy is definitely not Sherlock Holmes. The... His compatriot who is telling the story is definitely not Watson. <laughs> and I was, I, I enjoyed this. It's a little drier than my usual reads, but it was still very enjoyable. I still want to read more of the series. There's no like gooey romance stuff going on. There's like, there's zero romance plot. Don't even bother about that. <laughs> this is all about the murder mystery and figuring out who done it. Mm-hmm. Zero romance, yes. Love it. Yeah. All right, what's the next one then? Well, over easy eggs. Okay, so you say like no one likes a nice gooey center. Uh, to me, that a fried egg is all about the gooey center. Now, the over easy egg is a well-cooked egg on both sides, so nothing, there's no raw bits in it. So, no, the fried egg is the one that's cooked on both sides. The over easy egg is the one that's just cooked on one side or is that sunny side up that would be sunny side up and usually a fried egg is the sunny side up egg i was thinking because my husband likes over eggs over easy because he doesn't like any runny like he likes he likes a runny yolk mm-hmm. but like none of the white can be runny no like the yolk should be runny yeah i was thinking i was thinking of a sunny side up where the yolk is runny but the white is cooked mm-hmm did I mix up my egg types? Okay, if you did. Not a big Whoops. deal. <laughs> um, so over easy eggs. This is my husband's favorite. And so I just went like real basic, guys. I was like, you know what? I want to go with his favorite book series, The Dressing Files by Jim Butcher. There you go. Only, be- only because I related to Nate. So, <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's a, it's a well-cooked egg. It's a well-formed series, very gritty, very in-depth, lots of great characters, lots of great world building. Can't say it's my favorite books I've ever read, but he loves them. So therefore, they get a place on this list. I like that. Okay. Well, apparently I was not thinking of an over-easy egg. I was thinking of a sunny side up <laughs> egg, which is like, it's a gooey centered staple because lots of people like mm-hmm. sunny side up. Um, so like me, I love sunny side up. So because I mixed up my egg types, I was thinking of sunny side up and I thought of little women by Louisa May Alcott because it's this classic that's all about family and supporting each other, but it also follows the romances of three of the sisters. So you got that like nice gooey romance going on and all of that. But I mean, it's also a classic. It's dearly beloved by a lot of people. And I mean, I really like it. It's a good book. 
All right. Well, that's okay. You mix them up a little bit, but I'm okay with that. I still like your choices. It happens. I am not a gourmet chef. I don't always know what I'm talking uh, about. You are forgiven, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> so last on this first half is an omelet. For me, I put, this is a diverse, many options. You don't have to eat it just one way. So I thought like, oh, maybe this would be like a choose your own adventure book. And I didn't have any ideas for that. And I was like, okay, diverse, many options, lots of characters. I'm like, okay, The Long Way to an Angry Small Planet by Becky Chambers was my choice for this one because you have a very diverse cast of characters, um, many options to figure out which characters you're going to be into. And it was a wonderful audiobook. So I guess you can eat it multiple ways by, you know, reading it as an ebook or a hardback or an audiobook. But mm-hmm. yeah. That's a good pick. I like your pick better than mine. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, I'm very sci-fi heavy today, so. That's okay. I'm very fantasy heavy today, so it works out. Okay. All right. So for omelet, I have also a classic, but with all sorts of tasty fillings. Because, I mean, it's basically a scrambled egg Mm. with whatever you want in it. And I feel like that's a lot of things in the fantasy genre in general. Uh, But I picked The Lord of the Rings by J.R.R. Tolkien. I know. I'm dealing with both of his classics, but it's just, it's got a large main cast. It, Mm -hmm. the world is huge. It has its own multiple languages in it that he's made. And it's just like, it's a staple in the nerd communities. It really is. I would agree. Yeah. Like everybody's heard of it. Even if you haven't read it, you have heard of the Lord of the Rings. So I just, I felt like there's a lot in it which, you know, makes up all the tasty fillings, very diverse world, but it's still very classic. I agree with that. Um, that's a good choice too. Like, like you said, there's, there's a lot going on in those books and you follow what at one point, three different stories. Cause you're following Frodo and Sam. You're following not the twins. What are they called? Oh uh, yeah. Mary and Pippin. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're following their story. You got to follow isn't Legolas, Gimli, and Aragorn, Aragorn. all together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once so got, the fellowship splits. Mm-hmm. So you got all these guys. Plus, then you get, like, weird, intermittent, like, big bad things happening chapters, you know? hmm Yeah, and, like, the stories, I mean, they're all involved in the same story. But, like, you have Frodo and Sam who are just walking to a mountain, basically. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they do stuff, but they're walking. Then there's... Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli and they're all battle heavy and Mm -hmm. like running into the uh, riders of Rohan and going to the Rohim and just like they're doing all like the battle stuff and then Merry and Pippin are over here with the trees (laughs) yep I love I love the Ents they're some of my favorite characters oh they're great characters ah yes oh I like it very good I mean it's a classic so can't really go wrong with that Mm mm-hmm all right, guys. Well, short and easy, a little bit over easy, fried. I don't know how you want to call this first half of the episode, but those are our first five choices. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about the next five of our eggs and book pairings. Talk to you in a minute. Hi, I'm Bethany Finger, the host of Prince Kai Fan Pod, a Marissa Meyer book club podcast. Join me every week during my read-along journey through all of the books by author Marissa Meyer, one chapter at a time, spoiler-free. Each episode will feature a different guest, 
new fan art, and laughter and joy through reading. You can find Prince Kai FanPod on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all other listening platforms. And now, back to the show. Welcome back, guys. And we are going to do the second half of our eggs and books. Books and eggs, whatever I end up calling this episode. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So our next one on the list is deviled eggs. And my description for this is basically a hard-boiled egg with pizzazz. (laughs) Oh, I called it delicious poppable holiday snacks. Oh, you used more words. I was like, it's a hard-boiled egg, but you made it fancy. Uh, so what what book is fancy that you've made that's hard-boiled okay so my hard-boiled egg description was good to have around right now or down the road and it's versatile okay so that but with pizzazz i picked the mercy thompson series by patricia Briggs. oh very nice because i also started reading this in high school because it was just starting to come out then and Mm -hmm. i loved it then I'm reading it now and I love it now. And so it's like, it's a really good one that again, stretches over a wide range of readers, but it's got werewolves and vampires and magic. So it's got pizzazz. Because like the Redwall series doesn't have vampires and werewolves and magic. So no pizzazz. So no pizzazz and that's okay. But you know, I just, it felt like a deviled egg to me, you know? Okay, that's fine. Um, I, I called mine, obviously, my deviled eggs are delicious, poppable holiday snacks. And I chose the Murderbot Diaries by Martha Wells because they are delicious, poppable, not holiday, but snacks. I approve. That's a good choice. Mm-hmm. So if you guys don't know, the Murderbot Diaries are short stories. They're about 150 pages long. It's up for book five. Martha Wells got frisky and wrote 300 pages for that one. But they're really nice. Like a three and a half hour commitment for an audiobook, maybe a day read for a regular book. And they're, they're just really nice. Like you can take it with you, chill, read, relax, and you're done with it within a day. And you're satisfied. Yep, I agree. That was a good choice for that one. Thank you. Sci-fi heavy. I love that you went sci-fi heavy and I went fantasy heavy. Mm-hmm. I think that just worked out well. All right. So the next one we have is dyed Easter eggs, because everybody knows if you make actual eggs for Easter, you have to use them somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, my description is a hard boiled egg with delusions of grandeur. <laughs> okay. Very nice. So, you know, it's versatile, but I don't know. Thinks too much of itself, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. I chose Pendragon by DJ McHale. I had a hard time with this one. And I just feel like this series feels like it should be, have a wider range of people that still enjoy it than do. Does that make sense? I can go. Because like, I feel, I feel like currently I should enjoy it, but I don't. It happens. Yeah. Like I really enjoyed it when I first read it and I just, I don't enjoy it anymore. And that's not to rag on the series itself it's just the way it is it's also written for a young audience of preteens which you are no longer of that audience level yeah but again it is also still versatile 
because mm-hmm. every different book is taking place in a different world, basically. So, I mean, you've got cyberpunk, you've got um, fictional history, you've got like completely made up world. It's just, it's really interesting. So, yeah. What about you? Well, for me, the way we do dyed Easter eggs is that they are always bright and colorful and happy, often with glitter pizzazz like they, they're we, we we go crazy sometimes they end up ugly because sometimes you should not mix certain colors and you get brown eggs and they're kind of colored <laughs> it happens it does so i went with for fun bright and happy and cheerful either book by tj Klum that i've read either the house in the australian sea or under the whispering door so they're full of bright and happy characters even though they have heavy themes in them um, Easter eggs happen at a very heavy time of the year. Well, not, I mean, kind of heavy. I mean, Easter's happy, but Good Friday's not. Anyway, but yeah, so yeah, you know, you know where I'm going with this. I knew what you meant. I got it. Um, but they're also easily digestible. So they're just really good books with really good characters, very rich books, very good, well-written books. I really like them. They make me really happy. And Easter eggs make me really happy. I like it. That's what I got. Thank you. All right. So next on the list, we have Eggs Benedict. Uh, my description is not a usual choice and not liked by the masses. And I wonder if that's just because most people don't usually eat Eggs Benedict. It's not a super popular way to do eggs, you know? Mm -hmm. So I picked the Heartstriker series by Rachel Aaron because I feel like Rachel Aaron is a very underrated author. And I know we hype her on here, but outside of this podcast, she's an incredibly underrated author. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like it's one of those, if more people thought about her and tried her stuff, they might enjoy her more than they think. And I feel that way with Eggs Benedict. Like I've never actually had them, but I feel like at some point I'd like to try them. I've just never thought to make them, you know? They're really good. I like them a lot. They're hard to make. Well, the holiday the holiday sauce is kind of a hard to make. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you need to separate the yolks and mix it with the mayonnaise and I think you have to cook it on the stove for a certain amount of time and it's a lot of effort yeah they're good well and that makes sense too though she's an indie author it's more effort to find good indie authors that's true not ragging on indie authors I the majority of them I think are really good Mm -hmm. but it's harder to find an indie author that you personally can enjoy yeah. So much. That they turn into automatic buys. Right. Exactly. So for me, for my eggs benedict description, rich, decadent, full flavor deliciousness, but not for everyone. Um, I feel like eggs benedict is an acquired taste. And the books trilogy I chose is the Broken Earth trilogy by N.K. Jemison, because these are a rich and heavy series basically about one woman and her quest to save the world and how society has impacted her family with really high level there guys um Mm -hmm. and there's magic and the way people are separated and really good lore really good backstory about the place where they live 
really love it. Um, love that series. The end was, I mean, the first book was rough. The second book wasn't as rough. And then the last book, you're like, ooh, heart-wrenching, but great. Um, so very rich. And the world is awesome. But it's not for everyone. Because like I said, um, the first book, you got to deal essentially with losing, spoiler, kind of, two kids. Um, and I found that very rough to deal with as reading that book. Mm-hmm. And then you run through the second book and of course there's more death and tragedy and you run through the third book and you're like, Oh look, there's some more death and tra- you know, tragedy in here too. Mm-hmm. So it's not for everyone, but it's still a book series. I like to recommend to people because it's so, so well-written. The characters are amazing. The world building was phenomenal, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like saying that two kids dying in the first one is less of a spoiler and more of a heads up trigger warning kind of thing yeah I I could agree with that I mean it's in like the first chapter like literally so yeah well and that that first book is really dark it's very dark honestly if her writing wasn't so good I wouldn't have read the second one uh yeah and you should read the last one because it wraps up everything really well in a little bow I will I'll get there the yeah I have to take breaks between them. I have to read like happy books for a hot second because I can't read them back to back. I know I'm currently in my, I'm reading happy and comfort books because I just, I I don't have it in me to read the third one quite yet. (laughs) But that is a good pick for that. Thank you. All right. So next we have Quiche. Mm -hmm. And my description was basically uh, fancy tasty but can be considered haughty I feel like it's it's considered like a hipster kind of thing you know like really because I felt I feel like quiche is what you eat when you go to the country club for brunch okay so not hipster but like very haughty and stuck up right yes right um and I I am not trying to disparage quiche because I actually really like quiche but I do not like the book I picked (laughs) I picked The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. I feel like in the book community, the people who like this book, no insult to any of you, I swear. But I feel like the people who like this book are just a little on the haughty side of the book community, if that makes sense. What was the book called again? The Great Gatsby. Oh, yeah. It's so... Yeah. And yeah. And again, I'm not trying to disparage anyone who does like the book. I absolutely hated it. Um, but I also hate F. Scott Fitzgerald. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a personal preference. But again, like I just associate it with the haughtier side of the book community. Mm-hmm. As in like the, like that the pretentious. I yeah. read classic novels because I am such a yes, I am such a yes. Yeah, I, I am so sophisticated that The Great Gatsby is my favorite book. Yeah, like those people. Yeah. I'm not ragging on you. I'm just saying that's how you come off. <laughs> it happens. It's kind of how that book comes off. And I am i don't like that book at all. So. Yeah. Understandable. Yeah. So what about you? So I love quiche. It's one of my favorite things, um, especially for brunch. I called it the diverse, fancy, fun brunch food. I love getting... Like if I'm not, if I am going to like not Denny's, I'm going to a 
brunch place, I will look for a quiche on the menu. Um, I, I love a Swiss and mushroom quiche. I love like sausage and cheddar is good. Sausage and or, um, bacon and cheddar is always good. I mean, I like quiche. Okay. So, however, I didn't put the hottie on here or fancy. I mean, it's fancy. Yeah. But for me, it's one of my favorite brunch items. You can have it multiple ways, as I mentioned. So this immediately made me think of the Bobaverse books by Dennis E. Taylor, because you can get Bob and multiple flavors of Bob, <laughs> essentially. So Bob is a, he was a human that died and he got uploaded into an AI and he replicates himself into multiple versions of Bob. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, which flavor Bob would you like? It's like, which flavor quiche would you like, you know? I like your thinking on that one. That's that's a very good way to put that. Anyway, sci-fi heavy. <laughs> we like sci-fi here. It's fine. We do. All right. Then our last one is egg cups. It, I, I hope everybody knows what an egg cup is. It's basically like you put eggs in a muffin tin and you bake them that way. Um, it makes them very easy to like freeze and reheat later and eat. Very convenient. My description was easy, great anytime, and it's great to feed the masses. If you have lots of people you're feeding, this is a very easy way to feed them all eggs, <laughs> get them all a little bit of protein. Um, so for me, I immediately thought with that description of Terry Pratchett and his Discworld series. Mm, okay. um, because I mean, it's very diverse. You can put anything you want in an egg cup, just like you can put anything you want in an egg. Mm-hmm. But also, because you're feeding the masses, Terry Pratchett is one of the biggest all-time fantasy sellers ever. And he's just, he's so well-known. I really think everybody should read his books. So Discworld in general, but I specifically chose Guards Guards because it's my favorite of his Discworld series. And it's one that is um, constantly quoted a lot. Uh, with the, what is it called? The boots. There's this quote about boots and how it affects rich people versus poor people. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's incredibly profound and I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, Terry Pratchett was just like, he was so easily accessible to the masses, but he was so- Ahead of his time. He was ahead of his time and he was- there was more, there was way more depth to his books than you initially realize. And if you're like an egg cup, I mean, you got all sorts of nice protein there, even though it's like a bite-sized snack. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I love that. I love Terry Pratchett. I do too. So for me, egg cups are the level up from a scrambled egg. They're the things that you give to your older kids to get them to eat eggs because they no longer want to eat scrambled eggs. Now they want something different. Perfect. You bake it, you feed it to them. You can put whatever kind of things they want in it because one kid may want a different thing and the other kid wants a different thing. But guess what? You can make that easy, easy peasy. So for me, I went with Ender's Game by Orson Scott Card because it's one of those classic sci-fi novels that you feel like you can sneak to kids when you're trying to get them interested in sci-fi um, because Ender is very relatable. Um, gosh, he's like, what, 12, 14 in the books. And you give this to like, a like I would hand this to my nephew who's going into seventh grade and be like, okay, dude, read this book. I think you'll like it. It's about essentially a kid playing video games um, and going through this whole training facility 
a lot a lot like Ready Player One. Um, only I feel like Ready Player One is like a step above Ender's Game. Ender's Game is a little is is written for a younger audience. It's written for middle school and high school versus Ready Player One is written for new adult. And I feel like this would be one that you kind of slide to people like, okay, like this is going to be like your step up to um, whatever book, you know, a different flavor of book or a different flavor of egg that you can get. Mm-hmm. So start here. Here you go. It's your baby step up from your scrambled egg book. You know, I've never actually read Ender's Game. It's really good. It's an easy read. Um, would I recommend the other books on Trilogy? Or, or Trilogy? It's a whole series. Eh. I mean, they're they're good, but I don't... Ender's Game is rememberable, is impactful, is very... Just very good book. Mm-hmm. Now, the rest? The rest are just get freaking weird. It's a problem. Yeah, I've heard, like, the first one is great, and then the rest are just they just like slowly go further and further off the wall yeah a little bit um speaker the speaker for the dead was okay i read that one um i read xenocide which is the third one and that was okay and like i got to children of the mind which is book four and i was kind of like that's actually the noises that happened as i was like trying to read it and i was like yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that says anything That's about fair. if that says anything about where we went with those books <laughs> those were the noises that kept happening when i was like okay we're we're not going to read this sorry and then we that just kind of everything yeah but i will <laughs> always recommend ender's game i think ender's game is a fantastic novel and i think it's very well done well, good I think it was a good pick then. Thank you. But yeah. All right, guys. Well, that is what we have for today. Um, We hope you enjoyed our picks. We would love to hear from you how you would rate books against these type of eggs that we chose. Abby actually chose them, not Mo, because Mo was like, sure, whatever you pick is fine. And I went with it. (laughs) And hope you guys have a great week. And we will see you next week, next week or two weeks. We'll see you soon. Okay. We'll see you in a couple weeks, guys. Bye. If you liked what you heard today and want to help us spread the book love, drop us a rating or review on the app you use. Or share the episode post on your preferred social media. Everything helps. You can also check out our Patreon for some awesome perks like access to our mini-series, a monthly guaranteed episode poll, and much more. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter under the name The Book Life Podcast. If you'd like to contact us directly, you can email us at thebooklifepodcast at gmail.com. The song is Theme for an Unmade Anime by C8 Benoit from their album Dominique. You can find them on Instagram at C underscore A underscore B-E-N-O-I-T. That's C-A Benoit. And on Spotify under their name, Katie Benoit. Thanks for listening. Till next time.